is still, 30 years on, a graveyard of concrete structures. There are huge apartment blocks, schools, and I'm now in what was the lobby of a seven-storey hotel. Glass and concrete strewn all over the floor, wire fittings still hanging loose from the ceiling, and the wallpaper flaking off. It's a reminder that a whole population left in a hurry and never returned. Dozens of people like Valentina, who lives with her singing dog, Dana, have never moved out of Chernobyl's 30-kilometre exclusion zone. But her daughter, sister and parents were relocated to other parts of the country. Our family was scattered all over Ukraine. But my husband and I decided that staying here was best. Being separated from my family was hard. But I don't worry about my health. We don't fear the radiation. An army of workers is bussed in and out of Chernobyl every day. They're building a giant shield which will eventually cover Reactor 4 and then work will begin to deconstruct the huge amount of radioactive material still inside. The European Bank of Reconstruction and Development is involved in the project. Chernobyl accident has had a massive impact. Vince Novak is its head of nuclear safety. It affected the public perception of nuclear. It affected how the politicians think about nuclear. There is no room for complacency when it comes to nuclear safety. There is a need to constant attention constant improvement. Soviet television has, for the first time, been giving the Russian people details about the accident. The structure, it says, was destroyed and there was a leak of radioactive substance. Just 3% of the reactor's radioactive content escaped, but it spread over the border into southern Belarus, where today children are still being born with severe abnormalities, and large numbers of adults and children are dying from rare forms of cancer. Bumbridge reporting from Chernobyl in Ukraine. But with the Fukushima disaster in 2011 still fresh in people's minds, can we really say nuclear technology is any safer now? Mark Linus is a nuclear power advocate and author of Nuclear 2.0, Why a Green Future Needs Nuclear Power. Judging today's and the next generation of nuclear power stations by the standards of uh, a very flawed Soviet reactor design back in the 1980s, I think would be inappropriate. It would be a bit like, I don't know, condemning the A380 Airbus on the basis of a DC-10 crash in 1970. So the standards have changed um, and they've been updated precisely because of lessons learned, not just from Chernobyl, but more latterly from, from Fukushima. Uh, in fact, that's one of the reasons why nuclear power stations for the next generation, as proposed, are incredibly expensive, because they have so many extra additional bolt-on safety mechanisms. Um, so one of the real challenges, if we're going to build more of them to deal with climate change, is to get that cost down. But um, there must be nuclear reactors similar to Chernobyl, certainly nuclear reactors similar to Fukushima still in operation. Chernobyl-type reactors were only ever built in the um, Soviet bloc. 
Uh, I don't think there's any still in operation. I mean, they, some of them did continue to operate post-Chernobyl, but they were of a very flawed design. There was no containment um, uh, dome, as, as uh, pressurized water reactors have typically have in the West. And also, they, ha they had a particular type of design flaw, which meant that uh, when steam started forming in the reactor, it basically um, took on its own momentum and eventually led to a pretty serious explosion and then fires as well, which spread the radioactive contamination very widely indeed. Uh, that's, that's not what happened at, uh, at Fukushima, again, because of very different reactor design. At Fukushima, there was a hydrogen explosion, um, significant release of radioactivity, but it was much, much less than happened at Chernobyl and much less human impacts as well. So I think lessons were learned, and we could see that even, even in the recent uh, incidents. But Three Mile Island, Chernobyl, Fukushima, three nuclear accidents in 37 years. I mean, uh, we were told these things were incredibly safe. Well, I, I don't think anything's I impossible to fail. Um, I don't think any airline engineer would tell you that their plane would have an absolute fail-safe. So everything that we do and every benefit that we get from modern technology comes with some level of associated risks. And the, 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 the task, I think, is to reduce it as much as possible. You've got to compare nuclear with what the alternatives are, of course. And the main alternative to nuclear is coal production or other fossil fuels, which, of course, are giving us climate change and potentially giving us a, a catastrophic future over the 21st century, not to mention their straightforward air, air pollution impact.